wow. I had Welcome uh, in to the Pits and Perils podcast. I'm your host, Todd Kramer. Uh, Cappy had an amazing Monday night football, put up the most points uh, this league has seen this season, over 180, but uh, has decided to donate um, his podcast place to one of the lowly teams. So we always have interesting podcasts when we have this man on the podcast. So welcome in Wally Hayes. Hi. Hello. How's it going? I think uh, we, we were just discussing before I agreed to the terms um, and services of, uh, of this podcast. Oh, that's the, uh, the garbage truck going by. It's an exciting day in, the, in our neighborhood. We have uh, garbage uh, pickup and uh, street cleaning in the same day. It happens twice a month. Um, you gotta, you gotta look for the small things. But, uh, but we were discussing multimedia, getting videos going. Um, you know, getting a YouTube channel up and running. About a, a Twitch account though. You know, doing some live streaming for. Uh, You're gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Live stream a football game. <laughs> so much like the typical Wally uh, podcast on the pits and peril. Uh, the football content is going to be few and far between. Probably I'm going to try to uh, hit on some football content and uh, keep Wally on track. But once he starts going, you never know. Wally, are you drinking a seltzer? No, this is um, a uh, La Colombe coffee drink. Oh, okay. It's a coffee drink. That's I thought yeah. it was a uh, hard seltzer at 7 12 for, uh, 12 for like 15 bucks at Costco right now. Okay, so uh, let's, get into, that, member, let's get into the takeaways from last week. Uh, is there anything you would like to touch on from the performances in week five? I mean, that massive uh, four touchdown spot that Kelsey put up um, that propelled Cappy to – number one was totally unnecessary because uh, he had already destroyed me, but um, it's good well, to see. He had uh, four from Kelsey and then he also had two from Devonte Adams. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing was, uh, was a bit disgusting. I mean, ju- just in, in real football terms, that game was so freaking silly. Hey, Wally, uh, you're kind of lagging here. Let's turn off the video so that the audio. Oh, that's fine. How do I? There. Um, yeah, there, there no, was a lot of questionable calls going for two instead of tying up the game. and. Yeah, and uh, just I, I really started tuning into the game when it was uh, when the, the Raiders kicked that field goal up and went up 17-0 just earlier on in that drive. And I was like, there's no way the Raiders win this game. I mean, that was my first impression. And I went and I checked what the live line was. Um, and my fingers were a little bit late before they came back from commercials. But it just, even then, down 17-0, um, it was still only like, plus you know 175 or something like that i think everyone kind of knew that 
the Raiders were going to find a way to lose the game. The end and of the game, the just having that find collision. A way to win. Yeah, the end of the game, having the collision between Renfro and Devontae Adams was just, I mean. I mean, it was like chef's kiss. Yeah, Raiders. it was ridiculous. Nation football. Well, I, I suppose what I took away from this week is just, you know, we had a wild week where Anthony put up the least amount of points we've seen from a team this season, whereas Cappy put up the most amount of points. And it just, it goes to show you, you know, any given week, you can just have those big blowout uh, scores and any given week, you can just have a, a total dud. I think Teddy Bridgewater got a king or, you know, looked yeah. like maybe he had a concussion so early in the game, he scored zero points. T Higgins, was injured going into the game. His ankle wasn't right when he tested it out at the beginning of the game. So he scored zero points. Just, I mean, terrible luck for Twiz. Um, but that type of stuff happens. Um, is uh, Teddy, Teddy, have they announced that they're um, going to disregard concussion protocol and let Teddy Bridgewater play yet? Or is that still up in the air? So I think they've, I think they they're holding him out, right? Yeah. Well, I just got a notification on my phone that McDaniel said they're planning on starting Skylar Thompson this week, but if Bridgewater gets out of protocol, he would be the starter. So who who is Skylar Thompson? That is he's their rookie quarterback, their third string. What round did he go in? No clue, but yeah, the fact exactly. that you don't know him is all you need to know. Yeah. So let's yeah. um Let's get into injuries, waivers, and then uh, I've got a special segment planned. Um, I just thought of it this morning. But um, oh, fun. so the big injuries were uh, Rashad Penny broke his tibia, so he's out for the season. Um, Jesus. And you got Teddy Bridgewater had a concussion, so he was out that game. He, you know, you. I think in a normal situation, he would, he would be, be playing football. Yeah, but uh, like if if, uh, if Tua was injured with anything in any way other than the way that he was injured, exactly, a concussion would absolutely not stop Teddy Bridgewater from playing football next week. Yeah, exactly, especially because it, it sounds like there wasn't actually a concussion. He just kind of stumbled getting up, and they that's the new rule. If you stumble at all, you're just you're ruled out. I mean, uh, but but that's also that could also be them. That's exactly what they said with uh, Tua's first concussion. So yeah, you, you never know. know. Yeah. And then I think that would probably make sense to do, and I'm sure teams are talking to their players about this and just saying like, listen, if you take a shot to the head and you're feeling a little dizzy, stay down for a second, get your wits about you, and then stand up. Because if you stumble around, we have to pull you. So, you know. Here's the thing. Like, they told us to do that in Pop Warner. People are just so stupid that they just pop up immediately. Well, I also think when you're concussed or you get hit in the head, you aren't thinking straight. So, well, exactly. When you're like, you know, I've had, I had a really bad one in basketball. Um, I had a few in Pop Warner. Um, I had at least one in lacrosse. Uh, but, you know, when like the first thing that goes through my head when I get concussed was just to like pop up immediately. 
and take your helmet off, which are like the two things they tell you not to do. So, oh, and then also the third thing was like to take a nap, which is like the last thing you're supposed to do apparently. So, uh, uh, I don't know. Concussions are fun. I think, I think you're going to see more guys just kind of hang out on the ground for a little bit if they have their wits about them just to make sure that, you know, they, they don't stumble when they get up, but let's keep this thing moving. But but you know, as a fighter, you can be out on your feet too. Oh yeah. But I mean, you get tackled eventually, right? You'd have to assume. So you just have to like, like linemen, they can be crushed and standing and then just drop or just get fucked on the next player somehow quote unquote, get their wits about them and make it through the game. Yeah, but I don't think anyone cares about linemen's health. So I, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. So. unless it's a left tackle who showed up in a movie with uh, what's her face? Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Yeah. The Blind Side. Okay. Did they say not- the name of the movie in that movie? I never saw it. Did, I never- is there ever is there ever a scene where it's like you're protecting the blind side? I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've seen it, but maybe I'll go back and get you an answer there. Um, Baker Mayfield's got a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks, which I don't think is a bad thing for Carolina. You know, new coach, bringing in that PJ character. I think it's PJ Walker to throw. Maybe that, you know, is the uh, spark they need to turn things around over there. There's some yeah. rumors going around that uh, Buffalo is going after Christian McCaffrey, which would just break the league because they're already the best team. Um, yeah. And then you get the best player in football. That's not good. And then there's rumors about DJ Moore getting traded, possibly Green Bay as a destination. That could be huge for you if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So those are the main. I mean, it would be huge for me if either of those things happened because right now one of my starting running backs is Singletary. So that's not good. Oh, yeah. So those are the main injuries. And then let's get into the big waiver transactions that went down. Um, And that's going to bring me to another point here. But so I was the big spender yet again. I picked up Kenneth Walker for 41 Bitcoin, which I had a bid in at a higher amount, but uh, I didn't necessarily need him because I'm pretty deep at running back, but I also wasn't about to allow a, you know, workhorse running back just slip through my fingers because I felt like I didn't need him. I figured I might as well go out and get the asset and I uh, outbid Franco, who is in desperate need, uh, by two Bitcoin. Maybe the same two Bitcoin I got on the commission when I uh, brokered his deal. Yeah. Um, And there was a lot of bids. I mean, uh, Keenan bid 37, Holden bid 35, Nikki bid 30. And then you bid four, which I'm not (laughs) sure what you were thinking, but we'll get into that a little later. Uh, I was shocked this morning when I woke up and saw that I didn't get him. Yeah. Jacoby Myers went for eight. He was actually, I had a backup offer for nine in case I didn't get Kenneth Walker. 
Uh, Alec Pierce went for five. Another big one was Taysom Hill going for 12 to, to, uh, Nikki. I'm shocked that, uh, that Keenan didn't go after him because he had a big hole in his tight end spot. Uh, and there was a lot of bids on him too, but yeah, nothing, uh, nothing, nothing quite as high as 12. And then I believe Bill filled his quarterback position with Justin Fields. He bid 13. No one else bid, which I was surprised by, um, but Bill's got, a starter where he needed one. Yeah. So now this was just going to be a fantasy football podcast, Wally, but I think it's time for an intervention, a fantasy football intervention for you. And I'm glad you're on. Is is this where I get kicked out of the league for performing so terribly? No, but this is where I I make a, uh, a plea for help and for reason with you. So, Hmm. The fact that you bid for Bitcoin on Kenneth Walker, walk me through <laughs> your thought process there. You know, I, uh, I look, I just, I don't have much of a thought process in general. Um, that's a, a question that my wife asked me quite a bit. Um, and I, I, if I had time, to explain every thought that I had. Um, there just wouldn't be time in the day to have more thoughts. That's the way I look at it. So I, I commit to a decision and then I never revision, revisit it ever again. Okay. Um, well, if you look at the, uh, the rankings, the standings on our fantasy website, you'll notice that everyone else is making quite a few moves. Yeah. For you, you've made one move and you know, if you just open up my roster, AJ Dildo. Uh-huh. Yeah. This week, out of nine skill position starters, so I'm not looking at defense or kicker, just the nine skill yep. positions. Four Which, of them I, mean, I didn't draft. Being a kicker is a skill, but continue. <laughs> that is true, but so four of them I didn't draft. So four of nine were transactions. So I've got Jimmy Garoppolo, Chris Olave. Kenneth Walker and Miles Goder that did not start on my team. And if you go through most of the teams, you're going to see something similar, you know, three of these players were not drafted. And what happened? I see where you're going. And I agree. You guys should have drafted better. Okay. So sometimes you just need to uh, pull the trigger. And what I'm going to ask of you, Wally is, is the following. There are many websites, one of which being fantasy pros. That's the you know most basic one out there that everyone uses. Fantasy, that, fantasy pros, like P-R-O-S-E. It's actually fantasy. I am big pentameter. Um, okay. Not pros. Sorry. My bad. Not pros. Bad. Yeah. So uh, every Monday, I believe they come out with what they call their waiver wire. Um, I don't know, waiver wire something or other. And they go through the main targets and they give you kind of bidding ranges for those targets. And obviously every league is going to be different. You have to make some adjustments, but it at least gets you to the ballpark. Right. And uh, for someone that needed a running back and that had 83 
Bitcoin available to spend. I was almost certain you were going to figure out a way to grab him. So that's all I'm asking. And it won't take you more than 30 minutes to, you know, quickly skim through the players that are available, take a look at their, uh, the projected bids and then set your bids. And that way you have an opportunity to pick up some of these players. Yeah. What do you think of that? I'll, I'll give it a shot. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking about bringing in, uh, a, uh, someone to a, a new GM to help shake things up. Someone, uh, a director of football operations for uh, the squad. Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like one of those uh, franchise owners that uh, is more known for his uh, lovable charm and massage parlor antics than uh, running football operations. So all I'm asking is a little more effort. The league would appreciate it, I think. You know, it, all right. it's not all fun right. to have someone that's the uh, just getting destroyed on a weekly basis and not not making moves to try to improve. So, you know, it's not too late to avoid the pits. It's probably too late to uh, to win. But my my best bet is that sometime here in the future, uh, there's going to be another kind of five-star, you know, golden ticket waiver wire player, kind of like uh, we had this week with Kenneth Walker. And when that happens, I just want you to be aggressive and get your guy. All right. Okay, let's, uh, let's move on. You've created a monster. Okay, you're going to take things very seriously now? So fucking seriously. Okay. Remember that's fantasy iambic pentameter.com. Okay. So now let's uh I want to hear your thoughts on some of these trades that went down last week. I think the, the group wants to hear a little bit about uh these trades because they were pretty big. So I traded Najee Harris and basically Isaiah Pacheco is just a guy that I had to throw into the trade for roster size issues. Uh, for AJ Dillon and Dallas Godert. After that week, how are you feeling about that trade? Great. <laughs> Is there a winner? Is there a loser? Oh, I think we're all losers. But that's it. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have much on that one. I'm sorry. Okay, well, just to keep things uh, moving on it, I'll just say that uh, it, it would appear neither Najee Harris or AJ Dillon instill much confidence. Um, I don't think you can be very comfortable starting either of them. Najee probably has a better outlook long-term, but short-term, he's playing Tampa this week, which should be ugly. So the way I feel like it went down is essentially I just got Dallas Goder for Isaiah Pacheco at this point, since there's not much uh, of a delta between AJ Dillon and Najee Harris. So I'm feeling pretty good about that trade. Um, that's my read on it now. Obviously, as time goes on, things change. Um, 
the big trade was the one I brokered, which was Jonathan Taylor and Geno Smith for Juju and Tom Brady. Uh, how you feeling about that one, Wally? And don't say good. Give some. Uh, I'm feeling all right. Okay. Expand. Um, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm more of a headline sort of guy. Um, uh, sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> Geno Smith, for Juju, uh, for Juju Smith yeah. and Tom Brady. I mean, I, I think it's pretty evenly traded, you know, and it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out long term. Gino, uh, I think, shocked all of us and, you know, has potential. I think my, my first pod appearance, I uh, pointed out that Gino Smith was the first uh, or like it, it was like he was like the last rookie quarterback to beat Tom Brady back when he was a jet back in what, 2012 or something. Uh, but uh, what was, what was it? His, uh, his haters called him down and out and he didn't pick up the phone or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, uh, they tried to uh, count me out, but I don't know how to count. I believe was it. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh i think at this point in his career tom brady is not obviously the tom brady of, of years of old um so that's both of those things are kind of wild cannons because uh on, on the one hand you have geno smith who can put up 30 something points out of the blue um, and, you know, is potentially undervalued because of his name. Um, and on the other hand, you have Tom Brady, who is potentially overvalued because of his name. Um, so I think just on the, the face of comparing the two quarterbacks, the two, uh, sort of anchor parts of that deal, um, it, and, it, and it isn't really a quarterback, quarterback, position player, position player deal. It's really sort of the quarterback for the, the running back and vice versa. Um, you know, the, the A's and the B's in there. But uh, <laughs> does that make any sense? <laughs> Not particularly, but I, there, were some, there were some nuggets in there that, you know, just need to be dusted off a little bit. So I think what you wanted to say is that there's you don't see a huge delta between Geno Smith and Tom Brady, even though their reputations do have quite a bit of difference. Yeah, well, I, I think I think most people would still feel more comfortable putting Tom Brady in a lineup because he is Tom Brady. But whether or not that uh, sort of gut feeling is justified is a whole other matter. I would agree. I also think you just in the long term, you have to assume Tom Brady will outperform Geno Smith, and yeah, you just feel more comfortable. We're, what we're five weeks into the season now. Um, you know, we're talking about you know five five to ten weeks. Um, 
And, you know, Tom Brady, despite all of his vegan milkshakes or whatever the fuck he's fueling his body with, is still 45, 47, 40, 10. Um, and who knows when a real roughing the passer hit is going to come and just actually end him. That is true. He's probably got a little more injury risk, but you know, I still see this as a fair trade. Yeah. You feel if you're ace, you feel better rolling out Tom Brady each and every week rather than Geno Smith. Jonathan Taylor has some question marks when he comes back. He wasn't good before the injury and a lower body injury on a running back can always linger. So you just never know how that's going to pan out. And then if you look at the, the game Juju had, you know, the numbers he put up were awful, but he still had eight targets. And there was two other guys in that game that had eight targets. One was Travis Kelsey who scored 30 fantasy points, I believe with those four touchdowns. And then the other was Valdez Scantling. And I think he put up about 12 fantasy points. I want to say he had like six receptions for 90 yards. So getting eight targets from, uh, from Patrick Mahomes is a recipe for, you know, a good game. It just wasn't Smith's game. Uh, Smith Schuster's that is. So I think the jury's still out on that trade. I still think, you know, both teams got what they needed. Um, so I'm pretty happy with my job as a broker on that deal. I think I yeah. uh, I put together a fair one. You know what? And and I think we could uh, potentially kill a couple birds with a, a one stone here and, and put you back to work on, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a uh, – uh, decent commission, Bitcoin commission. If you can uh, um, put together something with, I, I know Holden has been texting me incessantly, um, phone calls. Uh, he's been hitting me up in my DMs, just really uh, all over the place, trying to get something going. So uh, if you want to look at uh, our rosters. Yeah, what, what I'll say um, with would... what I'll say with you right now, Wally, is yeah. the time to make a trade is when you have players that are performing above expectation, and you're. I don't looking, have any of that. I well, I think you have DK Metcalf, but I don't think you really want to get rid of him unless you're getting some. No, because back. he's the only you know wide receiver that's scored more than ten points over the last couple exactly my roster. So I think right now your best bet is to be patient. Um, and I I think you're going to have more success improving on the waiver wire for now than you will making trades. But yeah, you know, but if someone sends you a trade and you want a free consult, I'm happy to do that for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I there, there was uh, – I came very close to uh, getting a, a three-team – little thing going earlier on but Ooh, that uh, would be interesting. a three-team trade would be really cool to see yeah but it just didn't uh it didn't quite pan out i couldn't quite get holden on the right terms um and uh and then there was um 
there was a moment where I was uh, trying to get a, uh, um, I was thinking about putting together sort of a uh, bachelor, bachelorette style uh, competition for uh, Javante, uh, sort of putting it out there that he was on the trading block and allowing everyone to give me uh, his best offer and the final person would get a, a rose and Javante. Uh, but as soon as I had hatched that idea, he decided to get injured and go down for the whole season. So that's that. Okay. Well, um, you know, because this isn't a live podcast, I'm willing to give you some help right now. Um, I think you could probably pick up Isaiah McKenzie. Oh, we're going to be out of time in 10 minutes. So we may have to uh, do something else here quickly. But, um, you know, Isaiah McKenzie, someone that's interesting, do a little research on him. But, uh, you know, slot receiver for a high scoring offense. He's had two games over 10 points. There's probably someone on your bench that you can uh, let go at this point. Maybe Irv Smith Jr. doesn't seem like someone that you really need at this point. Yeah, yeah. That could be a uh, a good move to make. Um, but let's keep things rolling. The last trade was, in my opinion, a mini fleece. It wasn't a huge deal. But essentially, Twiz just gave David Njoku uh, to hold him for four Bitcoin because Daryl Henderson is – Seemingly worthless. Um, I think Twiz had some success with Henderson last year and, you know, basically went back to the X, you know, caved and it's just not going to work out well. That that ship has sailed. But for four Bitcoin getting Njoku, who seems to, you know, have a a good thing going right now, uh, I don't know if that was worth it for... uh, for twiz for four Bitcoin, I think he could have done more. So that kind of wraps up the, uh, the major trade and transactions. Um, we're going to get into week six right now. Um, I think you need to start making moves. I think ACE has done a good job of making moves, but um, we'll see how that goes. But ACE is at least trying over there. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on the week ahead? Um, I mean, I still feel here's the thing, and I know that I'm not making moves, but I, like I, I just have such a hard time looking at my roster. <laughs> and this is gonna sound like very, uh, like Jewish. Ooh, break, breaking news! I'm sorry to cut you off, Wally. Oh, yep. Devonte Adams has been charged with misdemeanor assault. No. Yep. What? Who, to whom? Uh, whom did? Oh, you didn't see after the game when he was pissed off, he was heading to the locker room, and a cameraman kind of got in front of him to film him as he was leaving, and he shoved uh-huh. him down. And the guy, probably taking notes from the Bobby Wagner situation, goes, "Ooh, I'm gonna, you know, file a police report and go to the hospital and say, you know, I." I bruised my tailbone and I mean, I have to assume the league suspends Devonte for at least a game, maybe two. You think? 
yeah, you know, you, he slammed his helmet. He shoved uh, someone that's working at the stadium. You yeah, can't that. And, in elite uh, capacity. Yeah, just a bad look. So I, they have a buy, and I'm guessing he'll have uh, two buys moving forward because of that. Maybe more. Yeah, I guess the buy also buys them time to decide what to do, and if there's a groundswell of um, talk radio people with very little to talk about, then this gives them the opportunity to um, keep them out for a week. Yeah, um, my guess is they suspend him. So th- this is my favorite part of, of football is how they kind of, how the league deals with things like this in a way that takes people's minds off of the Tua Bridgewater fiasco and how even with alleged neurosurgeons uh, scanning the field at all times, people are still getting massively concussed and allowed to continue playing football. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a big drama show as uh Gennady Golovkin likes to say big, yep. big drama show. So drama. we only have about five minutes left before zoom says, you know, either pass or stop. Um, so I think probably, Oh, what was your uh, before I let you rant this thing out for the last five minutes? Yeah, yeah. the Bill Frank trade situation. Any thoughts there? Was there a guilty party? Was there an innocent party? No, I think uh, I think everyone had good intentions. You know, I, my my dealings with with Frank, I've been semi fleeced by him in the past. Uh, but, well, I've been pleased by him in the past, but it, it wasn't, he's just so sweet about it. Um, I, so I have a hard time, uh, uh, laying a finger towards Frank, but, uh, you know, I know Bill lashes out. We all lash out from time to time, but deep down, he's a good kid. I, you know, I, I don't think that there's, uh, mean mean or foul intentions in this league so much yeah so what i will say in this situation i think it was just a deal that didn't get made i think they both wanted to make a deal bill was feeling a little desperate at the quarterback position and i think was a little too gung-ho with frank at first giving him kind of a false sense of you know a deal was going to get done there he did come to me and ask me about the the offer that they were working on. And it was for Dak who still hasn't played since being injured. And I just told him, I was like, why are you going for a, uh, a deal? That's just not all that great when you could maybe put together something a little better. Um, but in yes. this situation, I think it was just circumstance. The deal wasn't right for either of them. And uh, they weren't the best trade partners. They didn't, they didn't have what the other needed in the short term. Bill, though, be careful with that one because he is a slippery fuck. And I'm going to – Yeah. I was going to let you rant this out, but we've got three minutes left, so I'm going to give you the story of where Bill earned this reputation. Yeah. So the season before you joined us, 
Okay. So back in 2020? 2020. I, and I'm going to share this app I have with you because I'm trying to help you out, Wally. I want you to do well in this league. I have an Thank app you. that is very quick in getting me news. And I was driving and I got is news. Is it called Google? No. I got news that uh, Joe Mixon was going to get shut down for the season, or maybe he was just getting shut down for a short period of time. And I pulled into the Safeway parking lot in Lafayette. I was driving by. I just pulled right in because this was an emergency. Got out my phone and picked up Gio Bernard within like 15 seconds of the news dropping. And it was just a very quick, huge pickup for me. But I was in a situation where I needed a quarterback. And at that time, Taysom Hill was the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And he was on waivers. And we didn't have Fab at this point or Pitcoin. We had his waiver priority. And Bill was sitting with top waiver priority. So I called Bill and I said, listen, man, I just picked up Gio. He's a big piece running. You know, he's a big deal for the running back position right now with Mixon going down but I need a quarterback and you're in a position where you are guaranteed to get uh, you're guaranteed to get Taysom Hill. If you put in an offer. So I've got geo or I've got Damian Harris for you, whichever one you want for Taysom Hill, just pick them up. And then whichever one you want, I'll trade to you. We, we negotiated a little bit. Bill agreed to the trade and texted me. No problem. Uh, it's a done deal, pretty much. The next morning, I wake up and I see Bill picked up Taysom Hill. And I text him. I said, hey, send over the offer for which running back you want. And he said, I'm in a meeting. I'm doing some due diligence later today. We'll send the offer when ready. Shortly thereafter, he traded Taysom Hill to Twiz. So he would have never even thought to pick up Taysom Hill if it wasn't for me. And he used my idea to shop that trade to someone else and totally screw me. And that's where Bill got this reputation. Yeah. I mean, it's not the, it's not the end of the world. I was pissed. I was pissed. Anyways, yeah. story time's over. We're running out of time. It was a weird podcast, but good luck to everyone. In hey. weeks. Any closing <laughs> th- thoughts in the last 15 seconds, Wally? Hey, I love you guys. I've, uh, I'm having a blast. Sorry if I'm taking sucking the fun out of uh, the league. I'm not say. sucking the fun out of league. I think everyone <laughs> just wants to see you do better. Okay. That's very sweet of you guys. Thank you. Okay. Later, Wally. TTYL.